Hi, I'm Nat. And I'm Lizzie. Welcome to The Third Space, a podcast for youth workers by youth workers to talk about the highs and lows of working with young folks in spaces outside of school and home. All right. Um, so today our topic is about exit interviews, um, in representation that for many of us, we have made it through one program year and are getting ready for another, for those of us who follow the academic or fiscal, my favorite calendars. Um, and so before we dive into that, we'll start off with our usual check-in. So we'll do the usual things, name and pronouns. Um, and inspired by our recent target run, um, we are going to share our favorite fidgets. Um, so Nat, would you like to start us off? Uh, no. Um, well, Nat, they, them, the easy parts. I don't know what my fave fidget is. That's not true. I really, I have a, um, a Spider-Man spinner, fidget Mm -hmm. spinner, that I really enjoy. Yes, that was a, an awesome gift from you. Um, but I I am not good. Like, I can't do fidget spinner tricks mm. or things like that. But it's like a, a sturdy, it's a well-built yeah. fidget spinner. It's all in the construction good of a spinner. balance. Yeah. Strong. Weighty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, weighted in all the right places. So, like, probably really really well constructed for tricks if <laughs> what are these was, tricks what are you talking about with a trick i don't know I've never like i'm like like mm. no like the, the the i can spin it and like drop away all of my fingers so that's just on like one finger but then that's it like i can't i think i have like delusions of grandeur yeah. where someday like you know like when you like spin a basketball and then you can like switch the fingers that I, it's on and I don't know like that people that. do that with their fidgets but um, I see here and appreciate you okay um yeah how about you uh yeah I'm Lizzie my pronouns are she and her um my favorite I have two favorite fidgets um one of my favorite fidgets is silly putty I like all putty actually um, I just got some really cool, like, clear with glitter, like, silver glitter putty from Target. Um, but I really – I also have a thing of silly putty that I borrowed with no intention of returning from the self-care station at camp last year, um, which I still sits on my desk and I very much enjoy. So I really like putty. Um I also really enjoy – I like it because Silly Putty, you can put in your hand, and it's so small that people can't see it. So it feels, like, mm. appropriate for many meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, I also – there is a – I forget what it's called, the thing with the cubes. They're, like – so it's, like, all these cubes on an elastic strand, and you can, like, move it into different shapes, and I really like that one. It's a puzzle, technically. You yes. use it as a fidget, but – Yes. I bought several – also for other people in my office to use as fidgets. Yeah. And I have a rock that I really like, like a stone. It's, um, mm-hmm. I got it from a former youth supervisor. Like when I was a youth leader, she was my supervisor and it says wisdom on it. That's like carved into the rock. And I really like that as well. All right. So how I hear you have a tale to tell around <laughs> the illustrious topic uh, 
of exit interviews. That just really made it sound more exciting than what I was going to say. Um, I know that Nat really loves exit interviews more than I do, but it's okay because I am here to tell the tale of how I became interested in exit interviews um, much more than I used to be. So I had heard of exit interview, like I knew about exit interviews. I participated in exit interviews as a youth leader in college, actually. So that wisdom rock was pretty apropos. Um, it was something that was a part of our transition plans for like students transitioning in and out of leadership roles was to do exit interviews, um, with our exec roles. And, um, and so I, in fact, I wrote the guidelines for the exit interviews, um, and conducted and participated in several different ones. I think, um, when I was a college student, I like, right, obviously the purpose of an exit interview in that situation, right, is to download a lot of the knowledge as students are transitioning in and out because they're always transitioning in and out because they're students. Um, so trying to like capture some of that knowledge and capture kind of like the, the like soft information is not the right term, but just like the information that isn't necessarily factual, but it's just like what you learn from doing the job. Um, skills yeah kind of like soft skills so um so I was kind of like not ho-hum about the exit interview but like it wasn't something I'd really necessarily thought about doing in my own programs um mostly because I felt like I did a lot of like surveys and like got a lot of information that way like I'm pretty consistent with doing evaluation surveys which has opportunities for people writing stuff down and like whatever. And I just felt like I kind of knew what the feedback would be. So I never really did it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it wasn't until really this past year and the year, the year before a little bit, but really like this past program year, we started implementing something that we called end of year meetings. Um, which is in essence, kind of an exit interview um, with a couple of caveats. So like we did them for all of our members and our program, which is to say that some of those young people will be returning to program next year. Um, but we recognize that a lot of our young people, while we offer summer programming, a lot of them don't participate in the summer because they're like doing other things. Like they're at sleepaway camp or they're mm -hmm. like, I don't whatever they do, traveling or things like that. Um, and so so that is part of it. But also one of the things that I realized is that as our programs have broadened in age range, we have some young people who completed their intake for programming years ago when they mm -hmm. were like in sixth grade. And now they're like going to be in high school. Right. And like, maybe we should be checking up on some <laughs> of that information. Like, so some of it serves like a dual purpose of confirming that our records are updated. Like who's your emergency contact and mm. like, is your birthday accurate in our system? And like, how old are you and where are you going to school? And like some well, of those, what grade are you? In? Right. Like, like all of those yeah, pieces, right, like right. just to make sure that we have, and we've also had several staffing transitions in the last several years. Mm. So just like wanting to make sure that our records are complete. Um, but also just realizing that we see so many of our young people in a group setting. Like I so rarely interact with my young people in an individual like one-on-one -on -one space that it really provides like an opportunity for me to like learn what's going on for them. Like, are you, like, are you okay? Like, how are you? Like, how is school? Like, how is home? Like, how is, you know, like all of that stuff, how are friends? Um, and just make sure that there aren't issues. And actually we've, flagged a lot of issues that way like mm -hmm. young people who have been having challenges in any one of those spheres 
or we've been able to like connect with a parent or like connect with somebody else who can actually like solve the problem, but nobody's asked lately. So like it wasn't on the radar. Um, And even like young people with lots of support, like I think it's just like a question of like, if nobody's asking you how things are really like in this sort of one off way, you just might not answer. Um, So just like giving people an opportunity to share. But I also feel like this year is the first year I've really been able to do those end of year meetings with my young people who are graduating, mm-hmm. um, which is like the true spirit, I think, of an exit interview, right, is like, often intended for folks who are leaving program who like won't be returning. And I think like, one of the things that I found most valuable about those conversations is Yes, like certainly hearing spaces where we have to grow, but I also think it's been really helpful in terms of like learning where our strengths are. Like what is it that we're doing really well Mm -hmm. with young people, Um, which I think helps not only like us build on those strengths, but also market better to young people. Like this is what you actually get out of participating in our programming um, because it helps me explain to young people like, oh, like join this thing because what you'll get is blah, 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 blah. And I think like that's been really meaningful. And I think the other thing I've realized is that it's meaningful for them. Like that for them, it feels like closure. And for them, it feels like an opportunity to transition and to say whatever they need to say. Um, And have it be like heard and validated and for me to like validate their growth, um, particularly among our leadership program as well. Well, and it's so interesting to kick off this episode with your being like, oh, Nat is super excited about exit interviews because the only reason why I'm not the only reason, but a primary contributing reason to the fact that I am piloting exit interviews this year for my own youth leadership program is from modeling after your end of year (laughs) meetings because like I was just like oh yeah that's really good and and just like in the vein of strengthening right our own systems and our own structures for our youth leadership program which turns out as I am doing these exit interviews the overwhelming kind of theme of the feedback that I'm getting is that it would have been it would have been helpful with more structures, mm. right? That that there what I didn't really have much of an onboarding process or like there was an orientation, but like these are the things, but we only kind of started new classes with orientations relatively recently. Mm. And so um and I mean, I've known for some time that a regular program cycle, right, you've got like the planning and the implementation and the evaluation, and it is a constant cycle that's always happening. But if you don't have the systems built to actually be like getting regular feedback, right, then how are you going to continue strengthening, which I, I just think because I don't always have the most as our listeners know because I hear this I hear y'all um like because I don't have the most like grounding right um way of being in the world um I think I often am just like oh similar to you while I'm in community with these young folks I hear what they're saying each year that I've been 
heading this program, I make changes towards, right, like improvements, but I never would have sat and called that, well, yeah, I'm like evaluating and redeveloping and, right, whereas like now I'm realizing, well, I am doing it. I'm just not necessarily using that language or conceptualizing it as such. So now that I do know, how do we create more opportunities for that? And so, um, and I've just like, and, and it turns out, you know, again, this is the the first year that I'm trying exit interviews. And, and unlike you, who, who does it with all of your members in your program, I'm just doing it with graduating seniors. But like 90% of my youth leaders are graduating seniors mm-hmm. this year. And so um, it's a really great opportunity to, to and, and that's like a, a wide also variety of, of time of involvement in the program, right? right? You've got some who are under a year maybe not, but like just over a year where some have, have been doing youth leadership work with us like throughout their entire high school career. Right. And so, um, yeah, just super cool to hear, to hear their reflections and like, what has this experience meant for you? And not going to lie. Yes, it is helpful to pitch it to young folks. It's also like really great to have those quotes when you're doing grant writing or trying to get money, you know, be like, this is what, Right. Young folks are saying that they get out of this program. Right. Please give us money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and it's interesting to you. So like the other thing this, so like, yes, I have done it. I have done these end of year meetings for the last couple of years, but one of the big changes for us programmatically in the last year has just been like the massive add on of staff. So like my program has a staff team of four now, including me. Um, and keep bragging whatever they're I they I will brag about them all day I work with the coolest dang people in the whole world um I understand it used to feel like a pipe dream to me too um and so like but it's been interesting because this year we split up the end of year meetings because it was like I had always done Mm -hmm. them myself Mm -hmm. and then this year it just became obvious that there were just too many young people to Mm -hmm. do them and only one of me and it just like it, it like wasn't feasible. And I think, um, and so like I continued to do them for our youth leaders. I did them for some of our young people that I have closer relationships with. And then we divvied up the rest mm. based on either a, if they had a close connection to a staff member or B, if they didn't like whoever their group facilitator was like basically assuming, well, it seems likely that like, and so that people have basically even announced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what was really cool about doing that which then allowed us to create a new a new internal name for like the people who are right then the idea being that those people who did your exit interviews like that staff member is kind of like your go-to person and program who will then be responsible for tracking each individual young person and sort of like that's almost like a caseload like not a caseload because they're participating it's youth development programming so it's not like anybody's receiving any individual services like at least not in the context of this program, but, um, but at least like somebody's paying attention to you, right? Like, in oh, a, like in a more individualized, right? Fashion. Like, Oh, yeah. like, where is that person? Like, what groups are you doing? Like, how are you thinking of growing? Like, what could this program offer for you? Like, right. Hey, just want to check it. Like being able to provide that and like really offering a space for relationship building. But the other thing I thought was real, but so since we had more people doing it, it created, it, I had to create more structure around what our end of year meetings look like, which means I made a snazzy little form um, that people could like print out and fill out like in conversation Mm -hmm. with the young person. Right. And it wasn't like rocket science. It was like, 
my favorite things about program this year were like my least favorite things about program this year were mm-hmm. like, um, but questions that I, and it's obviously I'll change it for next year. Right. Um, cause I learned as I was doing the conversations that there were some really great questions that I had, but it also allowed me because we had the structure of end of year meetings to add on to the end of that worksheet of like things to go through with young people, like a checklist of here's what you do now. So now that you've had your exit interview with this young person, here's what needs to happen with their like stats. And here's what needs to happen with like our communications tool. And here's what needs to happen, which was just like, cool. I think like you were talking about creating structures around that kind of stuff. Like it provided like a really strong anchor point for us to like transition these young people, not only from space and program to space and program or like from program to alum, right. Or whatever it like provided a focal point for actually doing the back end work that is needed to transition a young person in your programming from middle school to high school, from high school to like all of those pieces. It was really, I think it was cool to see that like play out even administratively this year. Well, and that's absolutely necessary when you go from being the one person who holds all the pieces to all of a sudden having other folks to take that on. Right. Yeah. yeah, No, that's, Awesome. May I ask how long is your short exit? They are 15 to 30 minutes. 15 to 30 minutes. So scheduled that, that yes. long. How many questions? Uh, we have to go through some of the, it depends on whether they're returning or graduating. So Got like it. if they're returning, There's we more. have to go through more like administrative questions. Like it, this is who I have on file as your emergency contact. Is right. that still true? Um, so like things like that. Right. Um, but the questions really are like, what do you, and then we ask questions about like, how are things going for you with school? How are things going at home? How are things going? So we use them as like, kind of like check-ins also mm-hmm. like social emotional mm-hmm. check-ins. Yeah. Um, I would say the part that's like program, like, and with my graduating folks, like I would say they were definitely more like 30 minutes and I might've scheduled some of them for 45, um, depending on how long that person had been in program. Um, but they were a lot of things like, I think there was like, what went well, what, like, what do you feel like you wish had gone differently? Mm -hmm. Um, if you could describe program in three words, what three words would they be? Mm. Um, what do you feel like, what do you feel like you could have done differently? And what do you feel like staff or the adults could have done differently Mm -hmm. to get more out of programming? Um, and kind of like separating those pieces out. We also talked about, like, what do you feel like you learned? Um, and then we did, for folks who are returning, we did goal setting. So, like, what like what are Got some it. of your goals for the upcoming year? Yeah. Um, and actually, that's true for the folks who are graduating, too. I just talked about it differently. Like, how are you planning right. to take what you've learned and, like, put it into action, right. you know, when you go to college next year or whatever? Yeah, it was interesting to me because, again, like, I'm just piloting this year. I think that ours is maybe around, like... Eight, eight or nine questions. And the last couple are, you know, like, are you interested in being part of the alumni right. network? Yeah. If so, what's the best way to keep in touch right. with you? Do yeah. you have permission to share any of these comments like anonymously with funders or social media or like recruitment efforts? But um I was surprised I was initially scheduling them to be an hour and they have almost all been just about 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, which I was, I mean, I mean, I guess I don't know why I was so surprised, but I thought, I guess I just thought that they would have more to say. Um, but also very helpful. The first, the very first one I did, 
I did literally, like, I maybe developed the template questions, like, going into that meeting. Um, So I wasn't able to share them ahead of time. But since then, as folks have been signing up for interview slots, I send a confirmation email, like, just to confirm, this is when we're scheduled to do it. Here are the questions if you want to think on them a little bit beforehand. Right. Um, Not that I am entirely convinced. Maybe one person came to camp or came to the interview with notes on them. Right. Um, Right. Well, it's interesting that you say that because we do ours in partnership, like not in partnership, but like in tandem with our end of year, with our evaluation survey that we do that like everybody has to do. I didn't know if those things were separate. They, I mean, we often schedule them for the same. Do you want to say a little bit about about my evaluation survey and what it is? Yeah. So we do a pretty comprehensive evaluation survey. We send it out twice a year. We do it once in December and once in May, June. Um, every it's our member survey so it is because it is so intensive we really only send it out to folks who are participating in our weekly programming Mm -hmm. um or monthly programming like they need to be like involved in something regular as opposed to like our one-off events which we have a fair Mm -hmm. amount of um we did incentivize participation in that survey to folks on our like bigger list this year and i think maybe like one person filled it out um by like entering like a raffle for a gift card or something like that um And the survey asks a whole bunch of questions about a lot of different kind of like domains of life, but basically asking about the impact of programming. So like after participating in this program, I feel more comfortable exploring rights and LGBTQ programs. So I feel more comfortable exploring my sexual and gender identities. I know where to get more information about that Mm -hmm. if I want. I know more about healthy and unhealthy relationships. I like, and then there's some questions just about like, their experiences in general. So like my family is supportive of my identities. My school is supportive, my community, like things like that. We ask some substance use questions just to get a sense of like, what is the level of substance use among our participants, particularly given that we know by virtue of their identity, they're more likely to be using substances. Um, So different things like that. So it's a lot of different questions, but at the end of all of the sort of like Likert scale questions like that, And that's what we use for our grant reporting. But at the end of it, we do ask like qualitative questions. Like, did you, because also we have young people that participate in several different facets of programming at once. So Mm. trying to get a sense of like, did you participate in this kind of programming? Like, would you recommend it to a friend? We always ask that. Um, Would you recommend this group to a friend or would you recommend this program to a friend? Why or why not? Um, And then we ask like, What's depending on the program, we ask different things, but usually it's like, what's one thing your facilitator could do better? What's one thing they do really well? What's one thing that you would change? What's one thing that you would want to stay the same? So it asks like some of those reflective questions. Um, in addition to the, um, in addition to sort of like the Likert scale questions too. Can I describe what's happening for our listeners? I just threw my slime, my my putty. I threw it. I didn't mean to, but I did. <laughs> so if you hear a thunk, that's, that's what it was. The glitter ball. Um, but yeah, so that's like what. So I think sometimes that provides mm. some opportunity to reflect, but sometimes yeah. they go one after the like. Sometimes they're in reverse order. We don't intentionally. Like the end of year meeting happens before the before survey. Yeah. Break. Well, and I'm also thinking. Th- I know that technically this 
this episode is around exit interviews, but I think that those right, really those fall under the broader umbrella of just like various evaluation methods, right? And so one of the things that I'm thinking of doing, and I don't know if I realize that your evaluations happened twice a year, like at midpoints, at like a December mark right. and the end of year. We mark. often see different I, people, right, in the spring and the fall, right. Um, whereas usually the young, the folks in our youth programming, our youth right. leadership program um, kind of stay with, the goal is that, that once they're in, they kind of like stick with right. us throughout their high school career. Right. Um, and that's true for our youth leaders, just not our support group participants. Right. But one thing, I mean, just as I'm excited to, you know, now have all of this info coming out of the exit interviews, um, I'm also excited. One thing that I'm hoping to pilot with this next class of new uh, participants is a mid-year check-in, right? So kind of creating a bit of a rubric um, that they would, so similar to kind of like an annual evaluation, right? Only it happens like midway through the school year, you're going to quote unquote grade yourself on things like your participation and engagement and levels of leadership. And then I will also do the same. And then we will have a sit down meeting to kind of like discuss where we each came and talk through like, well, what, what does this mean? Does it like, what does, you know, like, what's our action step? Right. Um, Is it, you know, do you want to, or does it feel like necessary to take a step back from programming? Do you want to like maybe be part of a different team or do different work here? Right. Cause essentially the goal is to have them doing what they want to be doing in this right. space. Um, right. So, yeah. Well, and it's interesting that you, I would like to do that. I think with our youth leaders as well. Um, I, haven't necessarily in the past, but I think it could be really useful for them. I think one of the things that we have done, we started doing this past year, was something that I called an annual meeting um, in January, which is essentially like a program. It was open to any member in program. So like anybody who's a regular attender at a support group, anybody who's in our youth leadership program, anyone who comes to events regularly and has like been kind of like on a higher level of engagement. And I think that one of the things that we did was we invited everyone to come. We catered it. So like, whoa, there was Chipotle. Um, (laughs) That was really That'll get me in the door. And I had raffle prizes um, that were cool, like actual raffle prizes, not just like from the prize bin. Like I actually bought new things. Um, That's a big deal for me. Um, And so we had prize, like raffle prizes for attendance. And what we did was we took like time to review like the group agreements and got some really like clear feedback on that. But we also Mm -hmm. talked about like what are challenges that come up in program, like and what are things we want to address and like how. And it was a group process. So instead of it being like an individualized, but it was kind of like it was sort of like a program wide check in, like mid year check in of sorts, Um, which was really interesting and cool. I think like there was a really we had we added a new group agreement as a result of that process. How many um, people turned out for that? More than I expected. Word. Congratulations. Uh, thanks. I was <laughs> for a first floor. I don't know, like yeah. 20 maybe, which is like kind of a lot. I mean, like not that we have like so, so many in our like who are regular attenders all the time. Yeah. But I mean, like it was between 20 and not definitely not 30, but maybe, yeah, around 20, I think. Okay. Um, which was really cool. But I think like. 
I don't know. And I think that was a question, especially for our graduating folks who had been in program a long time. Like some of the questions I asked when I was off-roading on my end of year meeting script, Mm -hmm. like I did ask questions about that. Like, how do you feel about our group agreements? Like, is there anything that we're missing? Like, Mm -hmm. do you feel like, do you, like, I think, which is interesting that you were speaking to lack of structure. I was asking a lot of questions about that. Like, do you feel like there's enough structure? Do you feel like there's too much structure? Like, um, and like, how do you feel like adults do in terms of intervening when there's an issue? Yeah, that's one thing. One of the biggest takeaways that I like recently had was really talking about kind of like the culture of the group and how mm. there have been iterations of it that sometimes feel less, not necessarily inclusive. Like one of the major takeaways was, well, regardless, it like regardless of the specific language used, one of my takeaways was how do we make sure that this is a place where everyone feels like equally connected to one another and it doesn't feel like there's any like insider outsider behavior. And like that has a lot to do with tone setting. And so then I go immediately, like I feel like for every new piece of info I get, I always go back to like onboarding. How are we bringing folks into this fold in a way that makes sure that we're like everyone's voice is welcome here and right like yeah how do we how do we make folks aware of that behavior in order to be able to like rein it in well and I think it's interesting that you say that because I think actually one of the pieces of feedback I did have a year not this past year but a previous year that I think was similar in the sense that it did not feel inclusive for everyone and it felt Mm -hmm. like there were some people that were kind of like off in their own thing like Mm -hmm. it just wasn't necessarily like open for everybody like and I think some people felt excluded from like sort of like a click or something like that that was like happening and one of the things that was really interesting that came out of the conversations that I had with our folks who had been in program during that year but then we're graduating this year when we were sort of doing this deep dive it was interesting to hear them reflect on I think the group was better this year like I think the group Mm. felt less clicky and it felt like Mm -hmm. everyone was included and everyone was friends. And like, that's what I liked about the group before. And then like, it kind of went away and I'm like glad that it came back. Mm -hmm. So like, I think reflecting on that, it was interesting to hear them be able to reflect on that as you're like talking about, because I think some of that too, is just like program year, right? Like who you have, who shows up in program, what their experiences were. But then I think about this year for onboarding, I think a lot of what created the sense of exclusion was the feeling that this particular group like knew more like into like, in sort of like an educational sense, like right. knew more about right. like they were further along in their learning curve, right? Right. Uh, and then like we're sort of exclusionary in that way. And then I think this year when we started out, I spent some really intentional time at the beginning making sure that everybody had the same language to talk about some things. Right. And then I think it really like flattened. And it created the space for people to be like, yeah, like I don't even know if I know what I think that means. Like I kind of know, right. but I don't know if I'm right. right. Like. Right. And for them to create some shared definitions and how meaningful, how meaningful that was. So I think it's interesting. I feel like exit interviews are really good for sort of getting at some of those like culture and climate issues in a way that I'm not going to see on a survey. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and then it's just like the question of how do we get that information? Not like exactly in real time, but how can I get, because I had no idea that folks were feeling that way. Right. And so then I'm like, well, how do I ask the right questions at the right time to get clued into it in order to do some level of adjusting? Right. Right. Um, Which I guess maybe is also just part becomes part of that mid-year check-in as well. It's like, like, yes, it can be about, your 
your level of like engagement or participation and where you're going, like a check-in around your goals. Right. And also how does, how does this feel in a group setting? Right. right? Well, and I think that was like where I start. I think that's a question that I've gotten more comfortable with, like over time is just being like, so how are you feeling about participating in programming overall? Like, just like, how are you feeling about program? In like a very open-ended way to give them an opportunity to share. Cause that's actually where I've gotten that feedback is people being like, well, I think this year was actually a lot better. Like, because blankety blank, blank, blank. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? So just like having that experience of getting, getting that feedback by asking more open-ended questions. All right. Um, so that was a lot of great info around a lot of things. Um, and I'm grateful for the conversation and the conversations that I'm sure we will continue having around them. Um, so to kind of, put a lid on this container and check out. Um, I actually took one of my favorite questions from my brand spanking new exit interview this year. And the reason, so the question itself is what words of advice do you have for future youth leaders in this program? Mm -hmm. Um, And why it has quickly grown into one of my favorite questions is just because a so much of the advice is also great, just like life advice. Um, But also it is so clearly indicative of right. Like what the person got from the program that they're really hoping to impart on future youth leaders. And I think I dream a dream where someday I'm able to, I mean, like, and I will eventually like build out, like I'm going to collect all these different quotes. And as part of onboarding materials, they will have like this one pager, which will eventually morph into like a booklet, which will eventually morph into a, like, here's our miles long, right? Like, like long live the advice of previous alumni great (laughs) we we did like a mini version with our um exec members Mm. where we had them make um like a transition guide for the incoming exec member which is like our we have a group of youth leaders and then there's like three to six youth leaders who are exec members and um and they did like they made transition guides for the incoming execs and due to the expertise of one of my brilliant staff members trying to translate this exercise into something meaningful for one of our youth leaders made it a fungin master's guide, which for a D and D muffin, which mm. was just great. Um, but as a big part of it, it was like all of, it was talking about like, what is like one piece of advice that you have for like somebody else who's like taking the role. And it was like, it was like so cute. It yeah. was like all about um, how like if, you're like if the people that you're leading have better ideas than you that's not something to be sad about that's something to be celebrated uh, yeah and I was just like yes. oh you've like distilled everything that's great about being a leader into this it was just great yeah. so yes I am really excited for that to be a thing I'm yeah. really excited for you to make that yes great sorry yeah. I co-opted your checkout question but I just got so excited no it's okay some of my favorite highlights have been um ask more questions like, yeah. don't be afraid of asking questions. Mm. And I was like, oh, I wish I just had that as an overall life lesson right. when I was 18, 19, you know, like, because it's it. right, right, exactly. Um, 
I knew so much, but so little. Right, right. Um, anyway, so that being said, what what words of advice do you have for folks mm. maybe developing their first exit interview process? That's a good question. I feel like my words of advice would be like, be broad, but also be direct. So like, I think asking those like open-ended questions, like, how did you feel about program? Or like, tell me about what this year was like for you or like things like that, that are really open-ended can be really helpful and really insightful. But if there's something that you're really wondering about, just ask about it, Mm. like ask directly, like, here is what I observed of your, like, even if it's like really specific to that person. Cause I think that mm-hmm. was something that I got a lot out of too, was like, so last year when you were in program, I noticed this about your leadership style. And this year I noticed this, how could I have supported you better? Mm-hmm. Like, especially like there was a young person in my program who I think struggled with like prioritizing, like would sort of show up and then wouldn't and mm-hmm. like would commit to mm-hmm. things that they weren't able to follow through on. And yeah. which is like a common youth leader problem because they do a lot of stuff right and folks who are drawn to and i right are the ones who want to do all of the things and i you know and like yeah i think like i dropped the ball a little bit in terms of my own in terms of my own facilitation in the sense that i think i could have had a more direct conversation with that young person far earlier in Mm. the year and Mm. i think that because i was like quite honestly a little bit guilty and ashamed that i had not had that conversation there was a part of me that didn't want to ask questions about it because i was like i messed up and so like i didn't show up i didn't show up the way that i wanted to and so like i don't even want to talk about it because i'm embarrassed and ashamed of the way that i behaved but i also feel like by asking more direct questions about like I noticed that like you committed to things that you weren't able to follow through on. And I think you tried to tell me at the beginning that you had a lot going on. But then when I noticed you not showing up, I didn't say anything like what would have been helpful to you in that moment? Mm. How could I have asked you questions in a way that would have felt supportive? Yeah. Like what? Because I, that's something that I'm going to encounter again, right? It's right. not like I'm never going to engage no, with a I young person. I want to know their answer because I, that is something I would love Well, and to they were pretty clear, well. like, yeah, you should have said something. And like, yes, it would have been helpful if you had offered me an out. Like I needed an out and I didn't <sighs> have, and I never got one. And like yeah. this young person is not in a place in their life where they were able to say like, I should have asked for an out if I needed one, right. but it was helpful for me to know that like, Cool. So like sometimes offering an out, like, and I think like we intellectually know that in a youth work sense, but I think hearing a young person say to me that the most supportive thing you could have done was ask me to step down from this position was really helpful for me to remember that like, that's an option and it's not, not supportive. It's like real. And that like holding people accountable is not to the commitments that they make is not inappropriate. Sometimes you need somebody else to set the boundary because you can't. And that like part of being a supportive adult is like being able to set the boundary. And I think like that was really meaningful for me. And I think like not being afraid to like talk about conflict in those meetings can be like really helpful. And I think like also gave us an opportunity, like me and this young person, an opportunity to heal some of the stuff that had like, right. Because like I was resentful that they hadn't done what they had said. I think like they felt guilty about like not showing up. Right. I felt like it was just like a hot mess. But you air it all out. Right. And And like we were able and and we talked about it. Right. And it wasn't like perfect. And like, yeah, I think I still walked away being like, come on about some of the pieces. But I think like 
And I think like still frustrated with myself that I hadn't done something earlier. But then when we got to the end, like we did it before our end of year, like celebration. Mm. And so when we got to the end of year celebration, like I was so much more authentically able to show up and celebrate that young person for the things that they had contributed than I would have been otherwise. If that conversation had Right. Been. So all of that is to say that I think like be open-ended and be broad, but like don't shy away from being direct and addressing specific issues or conflicts that may have come up. That would be my advice. Yeah, that is good advice. Um, well, I'm still new to this, so that's going to be my out. Um, I don't know. I guess the first thing that came to mind was just like, what know know what it is know what the information is that you are trying to get right like don't like if and not necessarily that you want specific answers but um oh god I'm trying to think of an example for that the purpose yeah yeah like what's your purpose what is your goal why are you asking these questions don't ask questions if you can't do anything about the answers um or I mean or or if you can't like name that right so like one of the questions I ask is and, and I preface it with you know we may have limitations, but if you could change three things about this program, what would those three things be? Because I don't know, like I might not be able to do any of them, but I might be able to like, it might give me a future goal to work towards. Right. Um, and so, so yeah, just, and, and for me making sure that there are questions around culture and climate of the space on there and asking explicitly, you know, how could staff or the, we um, have had this year, particularly we had AmeriCorps Vistas working with some of our youth leaders as well. So like how could staff or the Vistas like supported you more, right? Like there was a direct, I think there was a direct goal, a direct line to be drawn between each question and a particular mm-hmm. goal I have with the program. And so, um, yeah, just that's, yeah, that's my, my advice. So good. Um, so we will be off wow. for the next two weeks. Well, we will not be off. We will be leading camp. Um, So we will be um, working together on our camp next week and then recovering from that the following week. Um, So you can expect to hear from us. Um, I think it's like the middle of August, give or take. Um, That sounds good. That we'll be back. Um, So you can expect to hear from us then. But in the meantime, um, that's it for this episode. Well, and if you're a newer listener, by all means, please check out some of our older episodes. True. Um, I, or even if you're not, if you want to go back and check out some faves or share with a friend, a colleague, yeah, a, a maybe a new intern at your organization. Hey. <laughs> Um, and also maybe take that time to, uh, like write us an email with a question that you have or a topic you'd love for us to address. We would really like to know like what folks are interested in. I know we've had some conversations with some listeners about things that they're interested in. So we would love to know more from other folks who are listening. So, um, we hope that you'll be back next time, um, for our episode where we'll be talking about hospitality. Um, 
we'd love to have those listener questions and ideas. So if you have those, please send them. Um, you can send them in a voice memo or in an email that we can read for you um, to info at airandwaterwork.com. Um, and in the meantime, we just want you to know that we see you and we appreciate you and we're grateful for all the work that you do. You.